0: Welcome to episode 26 of Sound.wave, first podcast to reach planet Earth from Cybertron. I'm Nell, and I'm great at Transformers.
1: And I'm Greg, and I suck at Transformers.
0: This week we'll be discussing Windblade issues 1 and 2.
1: Man, this is a real good comic book.
0: Really good. And stunning.
1: Ah, oh, boy. I, look, looking at the cover here, uh, maybe one of the best covers that I've seen in the series so far.
0: I'm guessing the one, is it the one with her holding the sword and just kind of got her leg bent?
1: No, but that's in here. The It's uh, the one of her face and like Starscream is in her eyes and there's like streaks of blood, but also in the the paint. Perfect. That her face.
0: Perfect. That's my favorite cover of this entire set of books. I just wasn't sure if they would go because the one with her knee bent is like the, like the main cover of the first issue. Sure. Um, so I never know which one's the book. Again, I apologize, readers. I'm <laughs> reading the books I got a while ago and not the humble bundle. Um, but that's, yes, that one's my favorite cover of all of them. The one that you have in front yeah, of you yeah. with her face. Uh, apparently
1: that is the cover of issue three, which it we is. won't be getting yes. to today. Right?
0: Yes. Um And that's the funny thing actually about Windblade. I have it on Comixology. I have it on the humble bundle and i have it all four issues in uh like in person too like <laughs> well, there you go I,
1: I enjoy these books a lot <laughs> uh, and that that is something to say up front this is the first one we're going to be covering that was not directly included with the humble bundle
0: Right, right. Why did I say that I had it in the humble bundle? <laughs> I'm a filthy liar. That's Being, okay. again. I'm not. I was at not going to call bundle. you on it. I. <laughs> you should have. You should be like no. Uh, you're full but, of it.
1: No. It, so these. At, at, at time of recording, these are on Comixology, it's $4 for four issues, uh, you'd be a dumb, stupid moron not to. I If you don't buy them, anyone I know who doesn't buy them, I'm going to get mad at them. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to let Greg have his moment here. You know what? Now's is my anything. time to cut
1: toxic people out of my life. And people who aren't buying Windblood A on Comixology are those people. I got no time for you. So you heard it
0: here. So hopefully you've read these books. And Hopefully if you haven't, you've read these books. You'll do. You you know what's about to happen. We're going to go through beat exactly. by beat and you talk get,
1: about this, this is, this is If this is your first episode of the show, <laughs> uh, welcome. Maybe go back. Maybe start at the start. Maybe, uh, maybe whatever works for you. We're not controlling your podcast client.
0: Yeah, you do you. But we, and here is the thing, though: thing you will miss if you haven't read these books and you're just gonna mm-hmm. kind of uh, go through with us as we talk about it is this gorgeous artwork. It is a very visually effective book. It's, it's very bonkers. good. Not that they aren't all; they're all beautiful.
1: Right. Uh, the, this, this, uh, as we were discussing is done by Sarah Stone. She does inks, pencils, colors, all of it top to bottom, as far as I know, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. As far as I know.
1: Uh, and it's just everything looks so liquid and the colors yes. are impeccable. Like I'm it, it opens here with dawn breaking on Cybertron and it just, it's, it looks like Steven Universe with, uh, a, an even more vibrant color palette.
0: Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's very much uh, the kind of aesthetic that I just adore. I eat this up.
1: Absolutely, and it's it's perfect for Windblade because her color scheme fits so well in all of this.
0: Yes, she's got she's very vibrant. She's a very colorful bot. Speaking um, so of yes.
1: how how great does it look just transforming into a cool friggin' jet with rotors?
0: She's beautiful. She jumps off. Okay, so yeah, we open up here. Dawn is breaking. And these books obviously are all going to be told from the point of view of Windblade. They right. all follow her. And fun fact, Windblade was a fan-created character um, on the Transformers app. People could kind of vote for a new character to be created. And she is the end result. So good work, everybody who voted.
1: Thank you very much. I'm <laughs> very proud.
0: Um. So she's talking, she's talking about how, yeah, dawn is breaking, and she, it's this really kind of pretty poetic moment where she's saying when the stars are fading and the sun peeks over the horizon, just before she can see everything, just before it's light enough that everything can be made out, she can pretend for, like, one second that she's back home, because we know Cybertron is not her planet. Right. Um, and then she says that in that moment after, there's no denying that she is not at home. And, yeah, it's just very pretty and a little bit sad, and then she leaps off of this building. I don't know what she's sitting on. And of course, they are in Metroplex. Metroplex right. is in city mode. And that is why we have a fully, well, somewhat functioning city here <laughs> with buildings and lights and everything.
1: Right. Uh, the last place on Iacon that people live.
0: Right. Like, Iacon is still existing, but it's not. Obviously, it's worse for wear. They had a Titan go through there. Sure. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, there was a bit of a battle that happened there. So, but luckily we have a robot who turns into a whole city and everybody can just live there for now.
1: Yeah, I'll just Um, take care of that. Uh, And so she says, this is her 186th Cybertronian dawn. Uh, We know that it's six months after the events of Dark Cybertron. Um, And now we're going to see what happened in that span, just like we did it with more than BCI. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, so at this point, obviously, Megatron is long gone with everybody on the Lost Light, and now we are taking a look at things going on on Cybertron. Um, so we see Windblade has rushed off to meet Chromia... Who greets
1: her... Immediately shoves a spear in her face.
0: Yes. <laughs> so they... Uh, and Chromie is basically like, you know what? Weapons training was at 0600 with or without you. And again, yeah, as Windblade just said, she was... She's apologizing, we assume. Yes, she's a little bit late. Um,
1: uh, and Windblade says that she placed third in the all Kaminus single combat division. Kaminus, commonus. How do you pronounce it?
0: I always said Kaminus, okay. but... If somebody has, I I feel like maybe Marigrid, who is the author of these stories, um, I feel like she might say it differently, but I cannot at this moment recall if that is true or not. But I do say Caminus.
1: Cool. So did I. Uh, And we will find out more about Caminus throughout these series, obviously. Uh, Pretty important thing to know that these bots come from somewhere that isn't called Cybertron.
0: Yes. They come from a different planet called Caminus, right. um so it's these two bots essentially just kind of sparring and Chromia knees her in the stomach and obvious it's not a, an actual you know she's not actually trying to hurt her here um but it, uh, is, it
1: is a funny little reaction face on her there though
0: oh the, yes that's another thing I'm just I'm a big Sarah Stone fangirl I, I love her artwork uh, she does expressions very very well right. i appreciate them very much um so yeah you can kind of see Windblade getting the wind knocked out of her there she's getting need in the gut um
1: that is a bonus is that i don't know i don't think there's any bots in this whole series that have face plates so everyone can sort of emote as necessary
0: that's true even if and and we do see we do see i think at least one or two but it's, sure. yeah very i mean very- there's like
1: waspinator and stuff later on
0: and even he has a mouth. Sure.
1: Uh, uh, and also, just while I'm remembering it, hooray, is still alive.
0: Yay, yeah, Waspinator's still here. Because we'll last even... we
1: saw, that guy got beat up pretty fast.
0: He did. Waspina- Waspinator always gets sent through the ringer. But you know what? Waspinator always persists. We He's learn a... in Last Stand of the Wreckers that life persists. So does
1: Waspinator. There you go. <laughs> uh, and so they're they're sparring. They're discussing Starscream specifically.
0: Yes, um, and Chromia kind of makes it known here, she's like, hey, listen, you wanted to come to Cybertron, I just need to get you back to Caminus alive. Like, so we kind of get a a, a sign there that... That's Chromia's job here. She's kind of her protector. She's here to look out for Windblade. Right. The She's phrase to bodyguard
1: sure gets used more than once.
0: Yes, and it makes sense. And Whitney Houston plays at some point, so, you know.
1: I, I didn't want to say anything. These two pretty flirty sometimes.
0: And it's pretty cute. I mean, I, I, I'm down. I'm, I'm totally down. I'm
1: super down.
0: <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they're talking about Starscream. And Windblade is very much... She is a very respectful respectful she's very mindful of the kind of the rankings of
1: sure she's, her. she's got that in common with ultra magnus and that like there's structure and there might be a time and a place to violate that structure but it's there for a reason
0: right she's saying we shouldn't mock starscream he rules cybertron and we have to respect that which is I think the nicest thing anyone (laughs) has said about Starscream since the dawn of Transformers.
1: That sounds about right. (laughs) Uh, And we get another little insert here saying uh, essentially her job, which we saw during Dark Cybertron, is to communicate with the Titan.
0: Yes. So she's, yes, reminding us that Metroplex is in city mode. Um, She is essentially speaking on his behalf. She... Is what they call a city speaker, mm-hmm. um, somebody who can communicate with a Titan because um, it's just the the Titans speak the oldest language is what she calls it. And as we know, Titans are part of this whole kind of gospel of the Knights of Cybertron. So they would be the oldest possible Cybertronians and um or you know some of the oldest, and it's a language that very few know. So she's yes, she has a very important role here, and especially since Metroplex cannot speak, at interpreting least, ver- verbally, it, yeah. right. Uh, Having
1: an interpreter is super vital.
0: Yes, uh, and plus
1: everybody lives inside of him, so
0: right. Um, so she's saying you know he still has damage, and she's so th- that's something she's still working on. Like that's kind of what her thing is right now is. Keeping a a line between Metroplex and Starscream and keeping this city running. And speak of the literal devil who (laughs) waltzes in, but little old Starscream.
1: With his super slender waist.
0: Super slender waist. And look how pretty he is. He's real sharp. (laughs) He looks so nice. Um, again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just keep, uh, just loving this artwork, but I really appreciate the fact that Sarah, like, when female Transformers tend to be drawn, they all tend to be drawn with the typical female form that we see in all forms sure. of media, which is you're all kind of the same size. You all have narrow waists and a bit larger hips and da-da-da-da-da. Um, and that's still true here, but they also all tend to have, like, lips, like lipstick, and that always kind of bugged me. And luckily, later, we kind of get out of that. We see a few bots who break that mold. Thank goodness. Right. Um, but I appreciate that Sarah makes the boys pretty too, so, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Everybody's just very attractive. Yes,
0: everybody's gorgeous in this. So yes, she does make Windblade gorgeous, and she makes Starscream gorgeous, and Blur is gorgeous, and (laughs) what a treat.
1: Absolutely. Who wouldn't want to live in this world?
0: (laughs) Right? I'm down. Um, So yes, Starscream just waltzes in and is like, you know what, Uh, I have to talk to Windblade, so... You know, I can just waltz in here if I feel like it.
1: Uh, and he, he leaves Rat Trap outside with Chromia, uh, <laughs> who tries to poke it like, hey, so, uh, why are you ladies?
0: Right. Again, and a lot of these Cybertronians, and it makes sense, are curious, are still curious, and they're like, what's, what's, what, why do you say she? Like, what's this she and her thing about? I don't understand. It's interesting because everybody, right.
1: Everybody seems to be like, fine with it. They're just like, why?
0: Yeah. They're just like, wait, I've not heard that before. What is that? And well, and in this case, Chromia just, of course, right. She just totally locks him out. Yeah. She's not even going to look at him. (laughs) She's a hard ass and I like it. She's great. Uh, she
1: is. And So Starscream is here, and he's like, "Oh, so you're you're saying you're trying to serve me?" But I don't know. I I could question your diligence because there's a lot going wrong here in Metroplex.
0: Right, and like kind of the overarching thing here is that, um, you know, Windblade is saying that she, again, she's very much like, okay, this, these are just the rules that we have to follow with the positions and the powers that we have, um, and she's saying a city speaker's first priority is service. And so we do get this feeling from her where she is here to serve Metroplex and he, of course, is serving the people of Cybertron and that is serving... Starscream should also be serving the people of Cybertron. So in her head, this should be kind of all one thing that works together. Right. And Starscream, of course, is playing his games and like...
1: He's here to serve He doesn't himself. trust
0: anybody. Yeah, like he is here to serve himself. And on top of that, he is making it sound like he doesn't trust her. And, you know, kind of playing that little like, oh, well, why should I believe that you aren't... Because, of course, he doesn't know what Metroplex is saying. So right. for all he knows, she could be making stuff up.
1: Uh, and he... Because he certainly would. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and of and course so, he
0: even wraps it up in being like, I would never right. question but and
1: He's he's double speaking through the whole thing. Absolutely. And he's saying, Hey, if you're trying to cross me, I will destroy anyone and any everything in my way. Yeah. Uh, I will turn all of Cybertron against you because that's what I have on my side right now. And Windblade is like, why would I do that? He's like the don't. Yep, That's essentially what this whole page
0: comes down to. And it is, it's so brilliantly written, but it's, that's a big thing about trying to kind of paraphrase what Starscream says is that the way he speaks is so good. Like he has just such a, in such a distinct way of speaking that it's, it's easier to just actually read the comic. And of course, that's not what we're here to do. So you can kind of just be like, this is essentially what he's getting at. Um, but yeah, he's does remind her that, yeah, I can turn everybody on you. I can do that. And we know that, that that's true. And he's he certainly do done it before
1: with Bumblebee yes. and Nighthawk and like everybody in the book. Metalhawk yeah that's what i said (laughs) Uh, but
0: yeah he absolutely has done that so he he's yeah just says okay cool she says i'm we're not enemies and he was like yeah great (laughs) then don't be and then he leaves
1: he's just trying to establish his dominance because he's a gross weird dude
0: (laughs) and i love him Uh, and and Chromia makes a good point as he's walking away she's like okay they've been at war for millions of years and nobody's killed that guy (laughs) But you know fair right tried
1: certainly people have given it a shot
0: they've given it the good college try my dear Um, Uh, but but Windblade even then is like you know what he's not wrong we have to we're here to take care of the city i'm here to take care of the city because he's also this robot and and she's just she's a very she's a very humble person yeah it is She's not uh, here to kind of one-up anybody. and
1: She's just trying to make the best Metroplex she can for the people of her <laughs> yes. new home.
0: Yep, this place where she just has to be. Um,
1: uh, and we get a really, really cool page of her communicating with Metroplex. Uh, one, yeah. she's super adorable. She looks like a <laughs> pixie sitting there. She uh, really does. And we <laughs> really. get all these different sort of text inserts of... Next to like lights that are flashing all around the brain of the Metro Titan, uh, and they're sort of expressing like fragments of thoughts or statistics and stuff. And we get that that's kind of how the only way anyone can interpret the Titan because it can't speak in just straight up common language. It's giving out a million different communications at any given second.
0: Right. She even like she describes it as being, uh, that their thoughts are so vast and they speak in webs of light. And it, so it's hard for even the very best of city speakers to understand them because, again, they are just these massive, massive beings um, who are so old and they're just ancient. And um, and I do like this line here. She says, to have something so glorious hear you and to try so hard to answer is sacred. So, again, she takes this very seriously. This is something very precious to her that she is able to communicate at all with Metroplex. And we do see this beautiful kind of a, a little kind of idea of this web that she describes right. with uh, the lights and the broken up
1: text and and the, the things that are coming out of it are super interesting to me because we, we get like a bunch of things like valve pressure 80% you know and like stuff like that but also like lines that are seemingly from poetry and right. it it just says wind voice troubled like the it's it's concerned about wind blade
0: right he's right he's uh addressing her he's aware of her and how she sounds um and she's just trying to get an answer at him because she asks him if he's hurt and he's even saying no yes gets there's not a distinct answer answer right. there um and she's trying to ask why there are places in the city that are going dark sorry that's what Starshman was approaching her about were blackouts in the city right yeah um and so she's trying to get to get him to tell her you know because if it's like oh yes i'm hurt here then she can go and trust that and maybe then that is why uh, they're losing power
1: right and it says that it's the 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 titan says he's diverting energy in these certain areas and she asks where and she can't really get an answer out of him
0: right he's so it's almost like this thing that you imagine a, a less patient person might be very frustrated at the the challenge of trying to speak to a titan um, but again, she sees it as something very precious.
1: Right. Uh, and so she goes, speaks with Chromia. She says, okay, uh, it sounds like there's power being diverted from these areas to other areas, but because we haven't, like, the Titan isn't mapped out yet. We don't know where those areas are and there's only one bot that does.
0: <laughs> and Chromius she makes such good faces. Like these panels they're just Every so one cute. Of them, it's great. <laughs> like it's yeah. She she just kind of makes this face like, "Oh, do we actually have to go see Ironhide?" <laughs> um because yeah, Chr- Windblade is like, "Okay, I get why you hate Iron or Starscream. Mm-hmm. Fair enough." But what do you have against Ironhide? <laughs> and is like, "I don't. He's just
1: mopey." Yeah. It's just a bummer, dude.
0: (laughs) Uh, Windblade threatens to tell him that when she sees him. (laughs) And Chromie is immediately like, what? No, do not. And of course, Windblade like, I can't hear you. I'm going to do it anyway. And I do want to point out quickly. And I imagine this was on purpose, uh, but back in like the 80s cartoon, when they introduced the female Transformers, um, Chromia was one of them, and she and Ironhide were like an item. So it's funny to me (laughs) that right off the bat, Chromia's like, ugh, I do not like that guy. (laughs) Sure, I get it. So yeah, there you go. I think it's funny. Uh,
1: And so we get some really cool jet flying of Windblade going through the city. Just a really cool Cool nice. two-page spread with the the panel layout, sort of guided by the jet trails left.
0: Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. As uh, is all parts of this.
1: We're going to be hitting that particular drum quite a bit.
0: Yes, um, and but so she's explaining. She's just kind of like thinking to herself how because uh, again these rolling blackouts. She's saying that they do tend to happen in injured Titans, and she's so concerned about it because if you don't fix things that are wrong on a Titan, that can lead to. System shut down, and that can lead to death. So, obviously, this is a very big concern. Um, So, that's why she's like, we gotta go right now. If places are going dark, it could mean that he is hurt, and I have to help him. So, clearly, that was the answer she was trying to get out of him. She couldn't get anything, so now she's gonna go to Ironhide and see if he can kind of help her pinpoint where this might be a problem.
1: Uh, And she's kind of monologuing to herself here, and she says that Ironhide had his vision about the future, which we know about, Yes, uh, but that a lot of things she's seen since she's been here have contradicted that.
0: Right. So even because like part of what he saw in the future was... um like young, new Cybertronians or right. Transformers or whoever who lived on Gorlin Prime. And like Gorlin Prime doesn't even exist anymore. So they're all kind of like, well, how solid is that vision of the future? <laughs>
1: There's very little evidence to back it up at this point.
0: Right. So it, it it does. Yeah, it shakes this whole kind of foundation that Ironhide was very that kind of zent him out. It made him very calm. It made him very sure. Um and, and he, after, he's still he's still pretty.
1: Yeah, I mean he's still he's still holding by that, but after the events of Dark Cybertron, he seems a little shaken. Absolutely. And he's he's wandering the Titan to try and figure things out.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, so uh,
1: that's why he would be the guy who knows where this stuff is.
0: Right, because he's been walking around this place. Maybe he yeah he can help her find where she needs to go. Um, and, yeah, he even when she finds him, she's like, what are you doing down here? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I was just following this oil line, and I guess I just wandered down this far. Um, so then, of course, she asks him about the junction. She's looking for T-134. Um, she's looking for the power regulators or what might be power regulators.
1: Right. Uh, and he says, oh, yeah, I know where that is. It's under the Arcolite District. Uh, it, she asks if they're damaged. He says, well, I, not since I saw, but everything here changes always, so I have no idea.
0: Right. Um, You're
1: inside of a living thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Who even knows? It can change in an instant. Uh,
1: uh, I do really like this exchange because she's like, so what do you know about Starscream? And he's immediately like... He and I were on opposite sides of the war. Ask his friends, not his enemies. She's like, okay.
0: Yeah, like Ironhide, oh, I, I really that's love.
1: That's the most generous thing Ironhide could have done.
0: It is, and it's kind of similar to the advice he gave to Skybite, even. Like when right. Skybite first came back or, you know, returned with um, the incoming non-aligned bots, um, that he was like, you know, I mean, go kind of talk to the people you knew. Um, kind of get a read off of them and... Uh, so obviously things didn't go so great when that happened with Skybite. And that's obviously not his intent here with Windblade. He's, but like you said, yeah, it's a very, uh, noble thing for him to say, Hey, don't ask me. You don't want to know what I think of Starscream. That won't be fair.
1: (laughs) Guy's a jerk there. (laughs) Uh, and then we get another page here that's just so good looking. Like, look at the motion in that top panel. Look at it's, that pose yeah. that Windblade is doing.
0: It's great. And I do and um like I was saying even before with the the kind of mm, kind what? of stereotypical way that female right. Transformers the- tend to be drawn. Mm-hmm. I do want to point out I appreciate that Sarah Stone even took that. When it comes to Chromia, she took that and she still tried to make it not exactly yeah it doesn't have the lipstick and she doesn't she stands differently than windblade um
1: the 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 designs themselves sort of have that the the standard female transformer body baked into them
0: and even just the standard female exactly yeah the standard action yeah drawn
1: woman body uh yeah but sarah is Kind of like stretch that as far as it could go in different directions, so we see that Windblade is like very slender because she's not much of a fighter, whereas Chromia is kind of stocky in places and yeah. like stands tall and confident and stuff. And I'm I'm super into it.
0: Yes, I very much, pre- and I don't want anybody to mistake what I'm saying. I love these designs. I think they're really yeah. great. um and yeah, with anything, it's always just a desire for more variation. More um, diversity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, I think these two girls look great and Nautica looks great, Narcy looks great. But yeah, I appreciate the, um, and we'll see a, a, a perfect example of what I'm talking about later. And so I will point it out when we get to it. But for now, yes, we have these, right. uh, Windblade meets up with Chromia. A couple panels
1: of them descending into the Titan.
0: Yes. Cause now, uh, Windblade has a direction she's going. So they both meet under the Arcolite district. Um,
1: and they're, they're crawling through tunnels. Uh, they get a little saucy on this page.
0: <laughs> they, yeah, like it's, I don't know. They're just, they're pretty funny. Um, cause Chromie is to a point where she's getting kind of sick of it. Um, and she's like, okay, you know what? We need to take a break. Cause again, they're just looking for what might be this, uh, this hiccup, this break right. in Metroplex. And so she's like, let's stop for now. Um, and she tells, yeah, Chromie is like, Oh, you know, you're, you're gonna break something if you keep going through here. I'm sick of looking up your fan blades every day or all the, all day. Um,
1: I, she even like uh, puts her hand on her shoulders and pushes her back. It's, it's like like garnet and pearl dancing.
0: (laughs) It's true. I love it. I, I would be down for that. If anybody can animate, that would be a great thing to animate. Perfect. Um, and Windblade is just, and even she in return, and I like that, like, even as kind of rough as Chromia is, Windblade isn't cowed by her at all. She's just like, fine, oh, yeah. okay, that's fine. Then we're going to meet right here at dawn, Chromia. Um, so they both take off, and Windblade is heading back, but then she's like, she's still thinking about Starscream and what he said. Um and then uh, she's thinking about what Ironhide said.
1: Right. And Ironhide said, talk to the guys who knew him. Uh, and the one place to get information is a bar, which.
0: A bar. And then we get to like, honestly, probably my favorite panel in this <laughs> entire thing. <laughs> I love this page so much. And we can finally, I can finally give the tank their differentiating names because I've been <laughs> dying to call them their names this whole time. And I'm like, I can't, I have to wait until it happens organically. <laughs>
1: We have tall tankor and fat tankor.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's what you call, but not to his face.
1: Why are there two tankors?
0: So the tankors, okay, Octane is sometimes what tall tankor is called, but then sometimes he's called tankor, and then fat tankor, like used to be Rhinox in Beast Wars, and then like in Beast Machines, he like got turned into fat tankor. And if I'm getting (laughs) any of that wrong, somebody please correct me. But as far as I can recall, but. So, like, with the toys, recently, actually, both of those toys were available, and I wanted them both so badly, because I was like, yeah, the two tankers. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> of course. Um, but even then, like, Tall Tankors toys called Octane. Wow. Um, so, I it's just, it's one of those things where names get reused, so I feel like it's kind of just making the joke. I don't know if that is the actual intent, but that that's kind of me. what I take away from it, is that it's, uh, names tend to get, and get uh recycled and why not
1: have two tankers
0: and so now they decided hey we got the same name let's buddy up it's kind of like the ashley's (laughs) from recess they're gonna start a whole club
1: i love it the abbott and (laughs) costello of mcadams
0: (laughs) oh my goodness and they're hanging out with fizzle who (laughs) brags and lies about his time on the lost light apparently
1: (laughs) uh uh, blur is mixing drinks and just like as an effect of the coloring and the, the use of bloom like all of these drinks look so good. They look so good.
0: I want to drink all these drinks.
1: There's Especially... one that it, oh, I think it's on the next page that Windblade <laughs> is drinking. Oh, it looks so good.
0: It looks so good. There's one that Fizzle is drinking and I'm like, give me that drink right now. <laughs> it's got like like the rim, like the sugar rim, but oh, it was yeah. like tiny little energon crystals. <laughs> I want that drink um and so yeah we have blur mixing up drinks we have slug who is has never been more handsome oh, than I, when Sarah oh totally
1: him. i was gonna say he looks like friggin i i want to kiss him right there
0: yeah let's all get in a line slug is open up in a kissing booth and he's gonna make a killing um yeah. he's he's pissed off because his dinobot demolisher is not knocking him out he, he can still see he's had four um, and then we have some dudes we know here at the bottom. We have Swindle, who's lying to Waspinator, and Skybite is just here. He's present.
1: <laughs> I like to imagine the writer was just like, I, I don't know what to do with this guy. He's a shark. I, <laughs> like, gonna...
0: a. <laughs> I know he's
1: around, but I don't
0: care. <laughs> he's a poet, does slam poetry nights. Um, we, yeah, we're a little Waspinator, but yeah, I just, I love this panel. We get a, a good shot of all the barflies, all the, all the bots who hang out at McAdams
1: uh and so blur is is trying ah, very hard so to sell drinks here panel. <laughs> oh my god blur uh, <laughs> he looks
0: great in this panel
1: everyone on this page looks phenomenal
0: yeah oh sorry i had to hop to the next page already
1: <laughs> no that's yeah that's what i was oh I was are you there yeah uh Everything... look at freaking slag down in that last oh my panel gosh, that slag.
0: last panel So uh, good.
1: Windblade looks phenomenal
0: when she's uh... making that little like side eye face like come <laughs> on <laughs> so i apologize anybody who's not looking at this in the moment this is this is
1: really one you should have the book open for
0: (laughs) everybody looks great um but yeah blur immediately just starts running his mouth because he's blur and if you it varies sometimes but almost any time blur is in in an animated form where he is given an actual vocal like you can actually hear him he goes a mile a minute. Oh my goodness, I'm blanking on his voice actor's name, but the Micro Machines guy, everybody knows oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaks the fastest. Sure, he of course voice blur in the '80s and after that. Um, so he's just running, 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 and uh, Slug finally gets him to stop. Like, hey, why <laughs> don't you shut up and let her talk? Yeah. Um. So Windblade starts with Slug. Right. She, well, drink, she realizes. Is this the panel you're... Oh, go ahead. Uh,
1: well, yes, that drink in the last, uh, second to last panel there is the one I was absolutely talking about. Mm, Good lord, beautiful. I want that. But uh, she realizes Slug, it, the easiest way to get information about Starscream is to talk to guys who have fought against him because they're, they they want to tell war stories and they're right. drunks at a how bar.
0: Yeah, that's how she's going to get him to start talking. Like, he's, this dude's clearly a fighter. And that I gets guess, the
1: whole bar talking about him. Yeah,
0: he's immediately like, oh, I'm going to tell you about Starscream. I can tell you a thing or two about Starscream. <laughs>
1: Uh, Emma and then both the tankors join in.
0: Right. They're like, and of course, they were our Decepticons. We do see people kind of wearing badges again. And I don't know. I think that might just be a kind of like a oops kind sure. of thing. But, um, so they're, yeah, uh, they're like.
1: Well, it's, it's badge day at McAdams. You wear a badge, you get drinks 25% off.
0: I'd do it um but yeah uh they're saying you know he starscream leaves he never risks his own hide if he can help it he you know he takes off which is true mm-hmm. um and as she's talking to everybody uh windblades kind of little voice over things are just saying everybody hates him everybody fears him and the only thing that is clear to her by the end is that Starscream cares for nothing and no one but himself. Um, uh, and
1: we got swindle completely smashed, which is yeah. adorable.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fizzle drinking that really pretty. Exactly.
1: Drink. Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, I, I want all of these drinks.
0: Yeah. I'm, right. Let's all head to McAdams after this. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, Fizzle's even saying like, you know, Starscream is one of the guys he's, it's all about power and status. Um, it's all his vanity and blur wants to know what she found out and that's where yeah she's like okay this guy's terrible and everybody (laughs) hates this guy
1: yeah uh, she's
0: looking pretty unhappy with her findings
1: uh so we go to the next day
0: it's dawn she's actually there early and chromia's like uh
1: chromia is like backlit and looks cool
0: she sure does It's an easy thing for her. Now, my voice for Chromia, the way I imagine her, uh, just tossing this out there now, um, is uh, she... Well, it started because I watched Game of Thrones, and uh, that's where this originated, but... Gwendolyn Christie, who, of course, sure. now is also in Star Wars, the new Star Wars. Right. She's Captain, Captain Phasma. Phasma. So, you know, that's just just to let everybody know. I think that that makes its point. You know, me just saying that. That's kind of how I
1: absolutely
0: was hearing her.
1: Uh, my For some reason, my immediate voice was super close. I yeah. was thinking of Lin-Bei Fong from mm. Legend of Korra.
0: Fantastic. Yes, I love it.
1: Uh, but we see that Windblade shows up, and she seems distracted or depressed yeah. for, over something, and Chromie's not... like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, and then an explosion happens.
0: Right. Like, immediately, like, there's a click, and Chromie is turning just as the click goes, and then there's a big explosion, and... The in, and one interesting little detail, like we can see both of the girls get thrown, they like yeah. crash into something and then down onto the ground. Uh, they bleed blue, which That's is interesting because the Cybertronians bleed purple. Hmm. At least most of them do. Um and so then the next page after that we can see it's windblade kind of coming coming right. to they're both Hermia's...
1: completely covered in in explosion
0: Yeah like it's it's again the the art treatment is so good um it's, they're all kind of washed out and grayed out and it's just smoky. and
1: Even these these panel details are really cool like that first panel is like cracked like it's glass and we're seeing in first person from windblade's view uh, right. and the text is blurred and there's just really stuff going on there.
0: It's really beautiful. So yeah, we can assume even that first one is supposed to be obviously like her optics, because then in the next panel, she's closing one eye. Right. So we assume that's her broken optics. She's kind of closing. Um, and so Chromie is trying to help her up and immediately, of course, when Blade's like, something just happened, we have to help other people. We have to, and you know, Chromie is like, no, I have to help you. That's my job right now is to protect you. And as she's just passing out, Windblade sees something—a little like wire or something—on the ground and picks it up. Right, and then she passes out.
1: Uh, and so we we see that Windblade is in surgery.
0: Yeah, we she's go got, to like, plate over her. Yeah, injured midsection.
1: Uh, we go to Circuit interviewing Scream.
0: Right, uh, and she finds out. She's kind of saying after the fact. She finds out that three bots died in that explosion. Right, uh, and then yeah, we have. Starscream being interviewed and he is saying that the blast was called by, caused by poor maintenance, which is bad news for her.
1: Right. Um, he's he's immediately pinning all of this on her, essentially. Right.
0: Um, and so and in doing so, he's kind of like, Hey, Metroplex is being poorly maintained. We should be rebuilding Iacon and nobody's moving on that idea yet. So
1: And we we see as Chromia is sort of recharging and rebuilding. Yes, as Windblade is rebuilding, (laughs) uh, she says, "I dream of home." And we get a lot of stuff about uh, the Caminus.
0: Yeah, so we get uh, some backstory here. And so she's talking about, of course, forever ago, Cybertron was an empire. It was this grand empire, right? And it had ships leaving it, um, like Caminus. So Caminus is obviously also then this name of the ship, which will make sense. Um, but these ships were so big, they had their own hotspots. Um,
1: so there's, there's Transformers being born on these ships.
0: Yes. And so she's saying uh Kamenus forged their world, the world that she has now. Um, and that's why wherever wherever Kamenus is, they lost touch with Cybertron. So, um, and then she says, Kamenus believed that we would never see Cybertron again. So they always knew of it, mm-hmm. but they just never imagined they would see it again. And then she's saying, and even in this panel here, they say, we changed, we adapted, all life does. So that kind of gives you this idea of where the whole she and her thing came from is right. just
1: it's the culture evolved in a totally different way.
0: Right. And even the fact that again she bleeds blue that they themselves kind of and maybe, you know, it's part of the fact that they had their own sparks, they had their own hotspots right. that they kind of on just some level like they may branch. be
1: qualitatively different from traditional Cybertronians.
0: Right. Absolutely. Um but yeah, but they always heard about Cybertron. They always grew up on stories of it. And, um, and so then here we get the, the backstory that when Thunderclash asked for help in healing a titan, the three girls who we've met were sent to accomplish that sacred feat. Um, and we have this panel of the three of them and then Thunderclash behind them. Um, which is, I think, a little different from what we are told in More Than Meets the Eye. Um, about how they came to be with thunderclash but it's not a big deal
1: sure (laughs) they ended up out there major conflict yeah Uh, but this next page oh boy this kills me uh because she's imagining all of these great things like meeting the the titan and reuniting with everyone on cybertron and uh all of the help that cybertron can give them with these you know vast knowledge and wealth and everything that their planet is struggling with and we see as she's saying these things, like the Titan is completely in disarray and people back on Cybertron are fighting each other and there's people dying and the whole planet is basically a cinder and, uh, it's, it's not at all what she was hoping for. Like she was hoping that going back to Cybertron would help them, but they need her help way more.
0: Right. It's very, it's very sad. She was very hopeful. She was very, um, yeah, she, Expected, obviously, the exact opposite of what she ended up finding. And it just kind of contributes to the idea that we're supposed to have of Windblade. She was very optimistic. Right. And, um yeah, this was this great dream she had that they would go and they would find all these things. And once she found Cybertron, she could bring back help to her homeworld. So, again, we haven't seen Caminus or what's going on with it. But now we know that it is struggling. Caminus is not doing well. Um but obviously, yeah, like you said, they need her more.
1: Uh, exactly.
0: Than, <laughs> or maybe not more than she needs them, but obviously they haven't got the help to give her that she was hoping sure. she could take
1: back. Uh, and she comes back to consciousness, and she's sort of on the, the recharge slab, and... Who else but Starscream?
0: Looking fine
1: Might in the doorway. Might as well be flipping a quarter and chewing on a toothpick.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. He's looking <laughs> real loungy. Just he like, says, look who isn't dead. Uh, yeah. She says, Starscream tried to kill me once. He'll try it again. And then, yep, yeah. yeah, there he is. Kind of confirming that thought. Yeah. And that's issue one of Windblade... The mini series.
1: There you go. And we get a really cool if you're reading the Humble Bundle bundle that I bought, uh not Humble Bundle, <laughs> but just you know <laughs> Comic bundle. Of, Whatever. It's comic solid. Oh I know. Yeah. Uh, we, know. we get a real cool cover of Windblade number one right there with a sort of close up shot and Windblade Number Two cover with her about to drop some DJ spins.
0: Yeah. Those are the um those are the like the hard copies that I have. Uh, And in fact, my first and fourth issue, I believe, are the two, are both yes, my number one and my number four are signed by Merrigood Scott. Nice. I was I've gotten to hang out with Merrigood Scott. She's very nice. She's super fun to hang out with, so shout out to her.
1: I'm gonna have to get her to sign my comics. Uh they're digital. So
0: Right, just have her sign your computer.
1: Yeah, that sounds plausible. (laughs) um so we we immediately go into number two here uh circuit is interviewing people saying hey what's the deal with that explosion yeah
0: and he's not getting much out of the people he to whom he's speaking he's he tries chromia she again great panel uh we see her hand is very crisp and she's very blurry as (laughs) Longtooth is focusing as his camera focuses and she's of course like getting get your face out of my face if you've ever
1: seen a michael moore documentary you've seen people put their hand in front of a camera <laughs>
0: yeah that's exactly what crony is doing here and uh, they'll have blur right like <laughs> you know what if you're here to drink great if not get the hell out of here
1: uh There's the tankors, uh, the tankors, tankers yeah. <laughs> and tall tankors like, look, this stuff happens. We're in a metro titan. He's not 100. percent. And fat tankors like, no, this is star scream. Come on, <laughs>
0: like, don't come on, man. We both know. We were talking about this just last night while we were spooning. It's totally star scream. <laughs> and then waspinator's like, he poor little waspinator. He is saying it's. He calls Windblade Metroplex Lady, and he says it's too risky for her underground, and that Waspinator knows where he's not wanted.
1: Uh And we can go back to Drift. Blur. Blur. Same guy. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Looking real pretty.
1: Uh Yeah, he gets right up in the camera, and he's like, all right, look. I know I talk fast, so I'm going to say this slow, buy a drink or leave. And then there's just,
0: like, yeah, static. Camera,
1: it just cuts out.
0: So you imagine, which, again, I would like to remind everybody, the camera's on Longtooth's face, so <laughs> people are pushing this poor dude in the head. I'm sure Blur has, uh, like, grabbed his head smashed it into the counter.
1: That's uh, sad to think about now.
0: <laughs> Sorry, little Longtooth. And uh, by little, I mean huge, he awesome-looking Longtooth.
1: <laughs> Longtooth does look really cool here. He's got he like awesome. a like a feline eye as well as his camera eye.
0: Yeah. Um, he, he
1: he looks like uh, a Turian.
0: Yeah, he totally does. He totally does. He's a long lost relative. He's like if oh wait, okay. And I don't I don't know anything about Mass Effect, but I'm gonna take a shot here. Go for it. Uh He's what happens if, if, uh, Garrus and Legion had a baby.
1: Perfect. Nailed Great. it. Got it. Uh, incidentally, that is what happens in every run through I've ever played. So,
0: awesome. That's because you know how to play the game.
1: <laughs> uh, we go back to Starscream, and this is actually moments before he walks in and starts taunting Windblade.
0: <laughs> yes
1: uh he's because chromia of course is guarding the door Jeez. and he's like uh no i can go wherever i want because i'm the god president
0: <laughs> he's very keen on being like uh get everybody out of my way pretty boy coming through get out of the way um and he does point out he's like oh i thought you'd be a uh, at the tower he's used to seeing them at the tower which is right. where metroplex's brain is held and um chromia does let us know that ironhide is guarding the tower, so nobody can right. try anything funny.
1: Uh, and so he's, he's like, yeah, well, I'm going to go in there, so bye. And she's like, well, you know, I could just go tell Optimus, because Optimus said, if you're doing anything <laughs> dumb to tell Optimus. And, and he- Starscream
0: immediately like, yeah, you don't have proof that I'm doing anything dumb, and you don't have authority, otherwise you would have <laughs> done it by now. Bye.
1: I mean, how smart and crafty is Starscream? Answer very.
0: Very. And pretty. They... Uh,
1: I love that he walks in, and then as Rat Trap is walking in, she just like slams the door,
0: <laughs> and she kind of smirks and looks away. Uh,
1: poor Rat Trap, no respect. The Rodney <laughs> Dangerfield of Autobots. <laughs> Robots, All the like
0: Autobots. Beast Wars um, characters—they're
1: totally second-class citizens.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, maybe stick around though if you like Beast Wars characters. So you know, I,
1: I just might stick around. <laughs>
0: If that's going to be the only thing that keeps you reading.
1: (laughs) The promise of Beast Wars characters. Uh, but now, again, we're in here, Starscream is taunting Windblade, and he's like, oh, man, that was fortunate, huh, that you're not dead? And she's like, well, I did, I mean, I did get blown up.
0: So, yeah, maybe not the most fortunate, and he's like, oh, but you survived, you only have minor injuries, and he grabs her waist where she just had surgery, dick. It, uh, it would
1: be creepy to begin with, but, like... There, he's, he's like, assaulting her injuries, which is even worse.
0: Right. And, I mean, it almost looks like he's, like, tickling her. It's, <laughs> but, like, an awful, mean tickle. That is, yeah. this is not a sleepover, Starscream. You're a you gross guy. Clinician. Yeah, you're being a creep, Starscream. I get that your husband isn't here to keep you in line anymore.
1: Uh But he is totally, like... Uh, So I know everybody likes you because they say you get blown up. Trust me, I know how that works. Uh, (laughs) But you know what? I think if you were going to get blown up again, you'd die. So watch your ass.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's, and as he's saying it, he's of course like right up in her face. And she holds her ground and is just, she even tries being respectful to him Yeah. in this moment. She tells him she's honored. He came to visit and then he threatens her. And then she says, "Okay, with all due respect, I need you to get up out of here."
1: Uh, and so, a Sarscreen is walking out with Rat Trap, uh, and Rat Trap saying, "Like, so how'd that go?" And he's like, "I said everything that needed to be said." Uh, <laughs> so he's he's essentially threatening Windblade again.
0: Right. He's obviously he's playing his own game. And Windblade is rethinking her priorities here. Because again, she was very much like, I just have to serve. I have to serve. And the serving Metroplex as a city means serving Starscream and da 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 da. And now she's kind of like, oh, I don't know. Fuck that noise a little bit. Um, uh,
1: and so she's, she's saying, you know, uh, you remember when we were getting blown up, there was that orange thing I grabbed and she's like, yeah, what about it? She's like, it was an igniter capsule. Like that bomb was not Metroplex- going off that was definitely sabotage from somebody.
0: Right. She's saying like no somebody meant for that explosion to happen. And, and I she do She says she
1: saw a rat trap right there too.
0: Right. Um and then they get interrupted in that moment. But I do want to quickly this is the panel I was talking about the the first full like full length panel hmm. the way that they're sitting even the way they're grabbing their chairs windblade is daintily tucking <laughs> a chair beneath her chromia is tossing a chair underneath her butt before she has a, a sit with her legs spread and i just i love it because yeah. it's completely different body language we can get A sense of, like, even if there was no text on that page, and you had never seen these characters before, you could kind of get a feel of the different ways that they carry themselves.
1: This one's a little more prim.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I just, I love it. Um, But yes, so she points out that, yes, somebody set that bomb, and I saw Rat Trap there. And she's like, right
1: before she says Starscream done did it, she realizes that they're being filmed.
0: Right. Somebody didn't close the dang door. (laughs) And there's our sweet friends, circling and along too. <laughs>
1: how how cute do they both look in that panel where they get told <laughs> to stay out and an axe flies at them?
0: <laughs> they're both kind of looking at each other because, yeah, Chromia slams the door shut um, and they're like, oh. And then the axe comes through the door, Chromia's <laughs> axe, like, I'm going to mess you both up. And, yeah, they both look cartoonishly frightened and it's adorable.
1: Uh, and... Windblade says that Chromia is the only one she can trust.
0: Yes. So and and she just straight up is like, it was Starscream. Like Starscream did this. Right. I, I, and I know he did.
1: Like, hey, shut up until we get to somewhere where we can talk about this. Because if people hear you saying that, you need to have proof. Because this is exactly the kind of thing that Starscream does. Mm-hmm. He gets and away she's... with things because people don't have proof that he did them.
0: Right. And he can spin it. And obviously, we've all seen examples of that. Yeah. She's not wrong uh so so, yeah she's like let's get out of here let's go to where people can't hear us say these kinds of things so they both take off and starscream of course meanwhile is like he's watching them go and he's saying that windblade is going to be a problem and um he he, that they need to be in the clear before she does anything
1: right and Rat Trap says oh don't worry i got this on lockdown chief (laughs) yeah He doesn't say that, but like, I like to imagine he does. But
0: it's, he's the type of guy who might.
1: (laughs) And and we see both Windblade and Chromia in their alt modes here. Chromia is a cool, like, Tron pod.
0: She absolutely is, yes.
1: She's a light cycle, uh, and she's saying, they're like, oh yeah, he's definitely gonna try and kill us again, uh, and they go find Ironhide.
0: And so yeah, even in those panels, she says, Chromie is the only one she can trust, she's the only one she have, should have trusted from the beginning. And then she's like, "Well, she's almost the only one." And there you go. Then they find, Herod, yeah. which is nice, which is saying obviously, Windblade.
1: He seems feels, cool.
0: Yeah, like she she feels he's trustworthy, and maybe it is this this dream he's had. But clearly, even the fact that they had him guarding Metroplex's mind is huge. Like that's obviously this guy has kind of
1: right. He's, he's proved earned himself, a, earned to that. his stripes. Uh, yes. And so they, they, they share the information with Ironhide and he's immediately like, do you have any proof? And like, they're like, well, no, but by your tone, we're figuring that this isn't the kind of thing that happens too uncommonly.
0: <laughs> and it, he's very just kind of like, well, you're not wrong. Um, but, and he brings up a good point. He's like, why? In that case, if we all figure that yes it's Starscream, you have to ask yourself why would it why would he do it now?
1: Right. Starscream is not the kind of guy who takes people out just to have them taken out like that needs to happen in coordination with 10 other things lining up at the right time.
0: Right. Like he like he said during Dark Cybertron, you need to know your last move before you make your first.
1: Exactly. Very good point. <laughs> Uh, and, and we, we have Ironhide thinking, putting his finger up to his mouth. Real cute.
0: He looks great. He looks very thoughtful there. I love the way Sarah draws him, too. Um It's an interesting take on Ironhide that I'm not used to seeing, but I like it. I love
1: the uh, Sam Eagle face in that last panel.
0: He totally does. He looks like a Muppet. Maybe that's why I like it so much. I love <laughs> Muppets. Uh, everything's funnier if a puppet does it that's Uh, very very true (laughs) but uh and even to that effect of what what we were just saying with starscream putting a million things into motion at once uh when blade even says she wonders what other warnings she's missed already Um, Uh,
1: and she says well like would it be enough to to trigger this from starscream just by asking about him at McAdams?" and ironhead's like well no i mean that, cause he still needs you around to heal Metroplex in some capacity, uh, so it's gotta be more than that.
0: Right. And him saying Metroplex makes Windblade think, but okay, then maybe, maybe it's, has something to do with him. And so she brings up the fact that Starscream mentioned, was complaining about the power outages. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so she kind of brings that as, like, her first... Because, of course, that's what got them down there in the first place. Right, is that there's outages
1: things. happening.
0: And so Chromie is kind of saying, you think that he staged them to get you down there? Um, and Winblade again... And so now Winblade is saying what we were just saying. Like, everybody talks about how he's a step ahead. He's thinking before he's moving. and um, And that maybe... They didn't, like, there is something wrong with Metroplex, but they don't want her to know.
1: Sure. That there's, there's something bigger happening than just him right. not being right So they're
0: okay. kind of trying to sidetrack her and um, looking in different areas and then getting her out of the way. Um, and so then Chromia brings up that, like, well, I mean, if that's it, we, we can't track him uh, because Metroplex's internal cameras are off. And Starscream knows that.
1: Uh, Right. And Ironhide says, well, we have to find whatever it is then.
0: Right. So now they're looking for whatever it is Starscream could be hiding about Uh, what's going on with Metroplex.
1: Super cute girlfriends in that last panel. Uh, They look so good. Uh, they're they're totally Watson and John right there. But <laughs> the Titans saying things like filtration system seventy percent and dropping argalite integrity improved ten percent. Like Crummy is saying, "Wow, there's a lot of information here." And Windblade says, "This isn't even like close to all of it. This is just the stuff getting better or worse."
0: Right. Did you call them John and Watson?
1: Did I? I thought <laughs> I said Sherlock and Watson, but I probably. Didn't.
0: I think you did. Which, like, I thought about it for a second. I was like, I'm gonna let him finish this thought. <laughs> um, but yeah, because she even brings up the fact that like, Metroplex was already dying. Like right. when he got to Cybertron. And right. then the miracle ore that was in his thumb that Megatron gave back to him, saved him, but he it didn't heal him completely. And that's where she is still... So this is like a constant thing for her. He is still trying to... Uh, fix his systems and he's still trying to get back on track here. And, and I think that that's even the reaction we're seeing from Chromia. It's something that most of the bots don't realize is how bad this still is for him.
1: Uh, and so we see Windblade interacting with the Titan more. Um, and Yeah, they kind of leave
0: her to it.
1: Yeah, they're walking away because they're gonna try and get in on some of this happening and find what they can. Uh, whereas we get some, a lot happens on this page and it's all kind of fragmented. Yes. Uh, it's easy to follow visually, hard to talk about on a podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, her internal monologue is saying like, she thinks it's her own personal failure that the Titan is not in the best shape. Uh, that it's her job to heal him. Right. Uh, but she failed in some capacity and blames herself for all of it. Um, at the same time, the Titan is saying a lot of things. Uh, again, we're getting some, some lines of poetry. it's
0: uh, very pretty.
1: It's very good. Um, and it, it seems to be stuff that ties in. to a capacity um a lot of it is you know against statistics like coolant fluctuation stabilized and uh we get the titan asking wind voice why sad why
0: Uh, (laughs) he's so sweet
1: like if your dog could talk and you were (laughs) sad
0: (laughs) and he called you wind voice
1: right Ah, uh, and she
0: even responds and she's just said, you know, when Blade talks about herself and just says she wishes she could do more, that's all. um And yeah, so she's she blames herself very, very heavily for the things that are wrong with Metroplex. In her mind, it was, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna save him. It even kind of ties in with her whole. The the thoughts she had about when they finally found Cybertron, when they found their long-lost brethren and how great it was going to be, I'm sure along with that, it was, I'm going to find this Titan, and I know how to talk to him, and I will help him. Right. And she's she's definitely being really hard on herself with all the stuff that has happened, and yes, so she feels in some way responsible Uh. and is even saying she would do whatever she could to make him better.
1: Uh, she said she would bleed her own spark dry if she could make up for it, which has some some goth language.
0: It, it very, it, yes, it is, but it is also intense and it is, it's passionate.
1: Sure. Um, I do want to see like a human goth design of Windblade now.
0: <laughs> I could make that happen.
1: Perfect. Uh, <laughs> but so the, the Titan's saying Windvoice should not regret. Uh, and so she's she's walking away, kind of defeated, and we go back to finding Ironhide and Chromia, and they're saying, hey, guess what we found? It's good old buddy Waspinator on a it's, video screen.
0: Yeah, it's the footage that Circuit and Longtooth got earlier when right. he was saying it was too risky for Metroplex Lady <laughs> Underground, and that uh, he knows where he's not wanted.
1: Right, and, and they're realizing, like, none of us ever told him to not go underground. Who do you think did?
0: right so they're like let's go find out and chromia instinctively whips out that axe
1: uh and they go to mcadams i really like this panel because you can tell they're (laughs) opening the door and all the lights coming in and everyone's like (laughs) shrinking back from it
0: everybody like hisses like oh god close the damn door (laughs) how
1: long have we been in here
0: (laughs) well and here's okay so i'm shameless when it comes to this stuff as if everybody doesn't already know i was reading these books and i'm like all right there's something going on between blur and slug and let's just put that right out there our <laughs> dear not? friend meg and i were reading this at the same time and i was just like i'm just i'm calling it right now i'm I'm pairing these two it's just it's gonna happen um but I like we it. do yeah i mean you know they'd be cute because even in this top panel with the door that's so beautiful we can just see the streaks of sunlight coming in um i mean Slug's the only person we see at that point he's sitting right in front of blur and yeah so you know they were in, having some sort of conversation and which...
1: how cute is a pairing of big slow bot and tiny fast bot
0: it's adorable right and don't worry i know that that is not two bots having a conversation <laughs> is not enough for a uh relationship to make
1: but maybe not for you
0: uh, but you know I don't know. They're both good-looking bots. Why not? Let them be happy. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, Blur's like, oh, my God, quit letting in light. Get in here. (laughs) And so the girls come in. I uh, love that he's
1: like, I mean, we don't get a lot of people drinking this early. And Slug is like, they just exploded two days ago. Let's (laughs) let them drink.
0: Like, why don't you shut up? That's actually where my first instinct came from for these two was the fact that like Blur doesn't (laughs) even get mad when Slug is like, hey, Chatterbox stopped saying words. He's just like, All right, I don't which I'm like, I feel like you might be a little indignant, but you know, if that was your boyfriend, you might be like, Yeah, you're right.
1: There you go. Um
0: anyway, I'll stop harping on that. Uh <laughs> but
1: they're in- they're pretty much like, Hey, where's Waspinator? And then Chrome is like, Hey, that's Waspinator.
0: <laughs> right, there he is. I I found him. And I he's like playing sleuthing.
1: Solitaire. <laughs> Oh, so God. cute.
0: <laughs> he leaps from the table so fast. As soon as she like, she approaches him and just says, waspinator, right? He jumps up from the table. It flips over. All she, of course, chases. All his cards everywhere. His cards, his drink, they all just fly everywhere. Uh, she chases him.
1: Right. She throws her, her poleaxe. She doesn't hit him,
0: but he, yeah, he dodges it, but it still stops him enough. She, yeah, tackles him with her shield for the
1: hospital he even like looks like he's in real pain like he's getting smashed under this shield
0: <laughs> because she's on top of it holding him against the ground and he's Wait. immediately saying I didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> and she's like you didn't do what and he just says I don't whatever you think I did I didn't do it
1: <laughs> he he just wants to sit and play cards <laughs> and drink and not and be hit
0: it's especially sad like these panels are genuinely sad because she's like "Crummy." asks him why he ran and he just said he says because you want to hurt waspinator (laughs) and she of course gets mad and crow and Windblade's like why 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 would we hurt you and then he says because everybody hurts waspinator Uh, and you're just like "Ah,
1: baby poor
0: little bug come here waspinator everybody hates
1: waspinator next on wb
0: (laughs) um so the girls kind of exchange a look, like, "Oh shit, that's sad." So Chromia <laughs> gets up off of him, and Windblade's like, uh, "I'm just gonna, we're just gonna talk."
1: Yeah, you're like, "Let me handle this one," uh, <laughs> and Chromia is like, "Okay, well, I will kill you if you do anything, while Waspinator." So,
0: so you know, don't do that. Um, and Windblade uh, is sweet to him.
1: Windblade looks so cute on these panels.
0: <laughs> she really does she's she's easy to be cute she's she defaults to cute that wind blade. um she apologizes for kamiya hurting him and he says it's okay she's like no it's not
1: he looks terrified
0: oh he's so cute <laughs> uh
1: and she's like no i mean i we're, we're we're gonna try and help you out but we need the truth and he's like i'm i'm confused
0: <laughs> you're like i don't know what you mean by that um So then, of course, she brings up the fact that, like, you said that something underground was threatening you. And then she relates to him and is like, something above ground is threatening me. And I think that we might have the same problem.
1: Uh, and and he's like, I'm just gonna go. I don't want to talk right, about like this. She tries
0: to leave, and she's like, No, 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 no. I know you're scared, but it's it, you don't have to fight him. We'll take care of it. Just tell me where who it was, where it was. Um, he
1: just doesn't want to be hit. Uh,
0: he just um, it, it did like this, like fourth panel as he's looking down. uh, poor baby. Um, he's saying that Rat Trap is smart and dangerous, and Starscream is even dangerouser. <laughs> and
1: uh and they 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 told him to not go somewhere and she's like well tell me where that is yeah he looks like he's gonna cry <laughs> oh
0: my God. i know if you are looking at these pages and you can't look at that bug and be like oh, <laughs> poor little bug baby um so yeah she tells him she's like it's okay you don't have to tell me they told you not to tell you don't have to tell just show me and uh, there you go
1: yeah he doesn't have to go there and, and so then show they- her where not to go right uh, and he's guiding her through the filtration systems which we've seen mentioned by the Titan a couple times
0: yes and um, she's kind of like and she even says she follows him even when she stops wanting to follow him um and so and she's just confused she's like yeah why are we like why is anybody down in the filtration systems what is going on here and again these really great panels we can see there's like a like a great they are like it's like shallow running liquid of some sort his whatever his like energy it's they, like, they like get an, to his energon right. energ- but this is yeah like his fuel almost um
1: uh and they they land in a big pool of energon
0: they right they go through the grate and it lands them in a the pool of energon waspinator immediately starts <laughs> drinking it and <laughs> she says oh my god that's somebody's energon he's like shh it's free <laughs> <laughs> Like, don't worry about it. Nobody's gonna stop you. It's free. This is the
1: one joy he has in life. <laughs>
0: um, and uh, yeah, so he and then Waspinator says he tells her to be careful because Rat Trap and Starscream don't like Waspinator to be in their mine. Right? And she's so- like.
1: What? well there be a mine for uh and then there's a big smoldering crazy thing going on uh and we remember oh yeah he had the life ore in his thumb but the reason he needed it was because there was a death ore.
0: right so he was hurt and that was what uh kind of mentioned to her that i think that was what he just said that he was hurt before
1: right he says uh metroplex was hurt before he was healed
0: so there you go. And and as she even said earlier, the ore didn't completely heal him. So now, yes, we're getting to those parts of him um, that we're still seeing damage.
1: Uh, and she's saying that Starscream has to be, this mine has to be extracting one of the ores, either one. Um, and if he manages to do that, then we have Starscream... Trying to gain power the way that Shockwave did, which is not good news.
0: Right. So that's what his mind is here to set up. He's What he's set up to do is essentially what she's getting at, um, is to extract... If it's if he plans on it being one of the ores, she doesn't know which one. It doesn't matter which one.
1: Right. Those things. The news. None of those things are good. No. Uh, and she looks like a total boss babe, like towering over the the panel in this yeah. last page here. Um, but she jet modes out of there. Uh, and Waspinator has to follow behind, but we see one of these like crazy, maybe dog type animals tearing at things.
0: Some sort of beast bot for sure
1: uh and so they're they're trying to get out of there but the b-spot just says we got a problem
0: right whoever this is and whoever to whomever he's speaking we don't know at the moment but so clearly yes there's somebody else down here there's somebody who has now seen windblade and waspinator down in this mine apparently Mm -hmm. and so but they both fly out of there windblade is immediately radioing chromia
1: right uh and she's
0: like hey let's get a gang together
1: uh and so chromia is like hey blur who all wants to kill starscream because i need to get them together and he's like oh man uh how (laughs) long you mm, got
0: yeah who doesn't want to kill that dude
1: uh, and so Circuit is she calls up Circuit and she's like, hey, I got a story for you.
0: Because she is in her kind of narration saying she's now to the point where she's like, you know what? I speak for Metroplex, not Starscream, and I need everybody to remember that. And uh, so, yeah, she calls up Circuit.
1: And we got an a interview going on here in the bar and she's like. Uh, my name is windblade i'm not from cybertron but i'm here to protect cybertron and the titan um starscream is going to destroy metroplex metroplex uh he's trying to extract shockwaves ores i have proof of it here's the mine uh and then they kind of get attacked
0: Yeah, so she, (laughs) Greg went through that a little fast, but yes, those were essentially the points she was making. And yes, Circuit, of course, is asking her because he's he's interviewing her. He asks if she has proof. She's like, yes, I do. I have the mine. And so we have this shot of her kind of guiding everybody. We can just see kind of a trail of bots and we'll get an idea all of who's there. Um, But we can make out some. We can see Blur and Chromia and Ironhide. Waspinator. And so she's taking them all down to where they just were, where she and Waspinator just were. And yeah, they hear something. And then, yes, there's luckily Chromia has her sweet shield and she blocks an explosion that launches at her herself in blur.
1: Love that shield.
0: It's, it's a good shield. And then, yeah, <laughs> we can see they have been they've ended up right amidst pack of beastie bots who are right, defending
1: attacked. the mine. Yes. Uh, and then we see her draw her badass energy sword.
0: Yeah, we can see her pretty blade here. Uh, which, and she's ready you're... to throw down. Oh
1: yeah, she's going to kick some butt. Uh, and if you're reading the trade like I am, then you see the Windblade 2 alt cover with her drawn by Alex Milnat, which looks really cool.
0: I'm trying to think of which cover that is.
1: Uh, it's just her standing and she's holding her sword Nice. Yeah, it's great. Uh, oh,
0: that might be the one that I was talking about that was for issue one. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter, but it's beautiful. I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's issue two. And that's where we're going to leave it on this episode.
1: Right. Uh, cliffhanger.
0: Yes, leave it on that cliffhanger like we did with More Than Meets the Eye. And <laughs> next week, we won't be getting back to either one of these. We will be going to... Robots in Disguise, simply because I didn't want us to get too far away, away from Dark Cybertron before we got to each of the different titles that branched off of it. So hopefully that isn't too, too terribly confusing. I know we kind of broke up the reading order the way that we have it. Um, but doing six issues at a time felt that would have taken us then like a month to get back to Robots in Disguise. And I,
1: I bet some stuff happens in it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, you can imagine some stuff is probably going to happen in that book. Um, and of course, as they were coming out, they would come out as MCI right. uh, 28, and then Windblade 1, and then Robots in Disguise 28, and then more than MCI 29. So that was where, that that's my reasoning. Hopefully, that's it yeah. makes enough sense to everybody. Of
1: that works for me.
0: Why we are doing it this way. But yeah, so next time we will be reading Robots in Disguise 28, 29, and 30. Um but yeah, we'll get back to all these stories super soon. Hopefully you guys all liked Windblade.
1: Oh, man. If you don't,
0: so cool. I am sorry. If
1: you don't, you can't be my friend and you're right. uninvited for my birthday party. <laughs>
0: But uh, I hear the Transforminauts all enjoyed in Windblade very greatly.
1: Yeah, Transforminauts. Uh, do Transforminauts have male and female genders?
0: I don't know. I, I think, think
1: Transforminauts are like a huge crazy spectrum, just like people.
0: Right. Like, they don't have just the two. They, they're anything and everything.
1: The language has gender-neutral pronouns baked right into it for yeah. Transforminauts. It's a beautiful thing. Transforminauts, uh, embrace the singular they and roll out. (laughs)